0: Casual golf fan is concerned with who wins the major events on the PGA Tour, how they brand themselves, and whether they come up large on the biggest stages. But what about the preceding events? Where did they come from? How hard is it to reach that stage? And how difficult is it to stay there? Making the Cut: Life inside the PGA Tour System, with in-depth interviews and compelling narratives, uncovers the true story behind these athletes and the true nature of the PGA system. This is Fordham Conversations. I'm Emmanuel Barbari. Today, I'm joined by John Fortunato, a professor in the Fordham Gabelli School of Business and the author of this new look at a game we know and love. John, thanks so much for coming by. Oh, my pleasure. So, let's start with your inspiration for the book. What made this such a special idea?
1: Uh, Well, a few few years ago, I'm watching a golf tournament and a gentleman by the name of Ken Duke, uh, 44 years old, never won a tournament. And he's uh, he's high on the leaderboard, and CBS is talking about all the things that would happen in Duke's career if he won, getting to play in the Masters, getting to play in the U.S. Open, getting to be in any tournament he wanted for the next couple of years. Um, so I was captivated by that by that storyline. So um, I, I watched the end of the tournament. He wins in a in a in a dramatic fashion in a, in a playoff, and I. Sort of keep a notebook of ideas, and I just wrote down, man, what a what a great story! Somebody should follow him at the Masters next year to see what his first experience is is like, and if they're if they're winning a tournament. Um, so I I sort of kept it there, and never did anything with it. Then a couple of years ago, in, in in one of my classes, I had a really big fan of the PGA Tour, and the student would ask me some questions, and I didn't really know 100% accurate the answers, so. I started doing a little more research and then there was a stretch on the tour where a bunch of first-time winners were were winning tournaments and I thought now's a good time to maybe try and capture this story of explaining the system, explaining what happens um when these players win a tournament or make a cut. So I I contacted the PGA Tour. Um I I I sent an email down to the down to the tour and I I got a response. Um and they were interested in in the type of story that I was that I was looking to tell. It was really very much just trying to explain the system and the, and the human storylines uh, that came through. So, a gentleman by the name of James Kramer, then at then at the PGA Tour, um, we spoke. I explained what I was looking to do, and he really opened the door to me as far as helping get in contact with the players, helping contact. Uh, get to a couple tournaments and interview some guys so i would say it was the combination of those two things seeing the seeing the tournament um Ken Duke win in that compelling storyline and then my my student really asking questions and and me wanting to give the right answers
0: now you mentioned James Kramer the vice president of communications at the PGA tour in your book and you mentioned how you sent him a three paragraph email yeah. to try to almost lure him into this idea and express your interest now In those three paragraphs, how were you able to kind of frame it in something that would be interesting to the PGA Tour and something they'd be able to get behind?
1: I think there are so many compelling storylines. And I think the people at the tour, I think they think of the tour as more than Tiger and Phil and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and Rory. and, And I think they have an appreciation for what their what their golfers go through their lifestyle and 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 the battles that that they have and um that is the story i was interested in telling uh i was as interested in the player who who was the last person to graduate from the web.com onto the pga tour as i was you know trying to tell a little bit about what happens for for the golfers who are at the top of their game so um that was, that was really my angle. Um, I was interested in telling, for example, the story of Greg Chalmers, who won for the first time a couple of years ago in his 386th tournament start. A uh, guy who's just been out there playing for, you know, uh, over a decade and, and, and really has had a, has a, a successful career, not in the way we think of, you know, the, the, the top of the sport. But those are the types of stories that I was really interested in, and I think the PGA welcomed that. I think they welcome that angle.
0: As a sports fan growing up, is that something that always interested you the story behind the game, not necessarily what's going on on the surface, but the individual stories that lead up to it? A-
1: absolutely. The storylines were always something that that I found intriguing. Um and and you, you know, you get to watch the play out on live television. You know, you get the the script is there, but you don't know the ending. So um, so you're able to sort of set that up a little bit. And that's that's what I wanted to do in, in, the, in the book a little bit, introduce you to some players, and then all of a sudden you maybe have a little interest in their their career. I know I do, you, you know, some of the players who I'd never heard of before. Um, and and now they're, they're some of the people I look for on, on Saturday and Sunday and see where they are on the leaderboard.
0: Talking to John Fortunato, author of Making the Cut, Life Inside the PGA Tour System. When did you fall in love with golf, and were there any other sports that grabbed your attention from your youth? And when did golf come to the forefront as something you wanted to cover and uncover in that regard? Yeah, no,
1: from from my youth, it was it was more NFL, Major League Baseball; those were my two passions. Uh, I love college college basketball. The NCAA tournament has is, is always been great. I think I started getting more into golf when I started playing, and I I started playing late, you know, in 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 my twenties um i i play terribly i want to make sure my <laughs> my friends and family hear that writing, I can relate. <laughs> r- writing this book did not improve my game at all uh, i could i could say um but but the, you, you know the storylines are there and 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 the system really sets up the storylines there's so many little dividing lines on the tour making the cut of a tournament what does that mean winning a tournament what does that mean Graduating from the Web.com to the to the PGA, so I wanted to explain the system, and really do so in a way where I I introduce you to these players and their storylines, and and show how their life changes. You, you know, as they graduate to different parts of the system.
0: Have you ever played at one of the major sites uh, for a golf tournament? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: the the one tournament that that I went to um, uh, in Bethesda. It was it was where they had the uh, um, it's it's a PGA you know Potomac, and I looked at this golf course and I'm like I don't see how I would break 180 here. <laughs> I mean, it was just so hard. And and the winner of the tournament, I mean the winners you normally see you know minus 15 or something like that. Two two players went to a playoff at only minus seven, and before the tournament. Uh, Justin Thomas um, and Ricky Fowler were saying they could have a U.S. Open here, you know, tomorrow. So seeing that course, um, you have an appreciation of their skill in a way that you know TV, for as great as television coverage is, and all the technology and the shot trackers and things like that, to go to a PGA event and see these players' skill, it is amazing.
0: You mentioned that skill and that distinguishing factor in many parts of your book, where it's almost a one-shot deal where, yeah. where that can make or break a player's career, make or break a tournament, make or break their future. How do you think, as opposed to other sports where one shot can ultimately affect the outcome of a game or a season, what do you think distinguishes golf in that regard?
1: You, you have to have an, a, a short, short memory in golf. you got to be able to focus quickly on the next shot. Because um, every every shot matters. Um, not uh, every shot has a has a dollar value. Every shot has a FedEx Cup points value uh, to it. So you know I mentioned that there's no garbage time, and and, and there isn't. Um, you, you know, the, so uh, the mental toughness that that you have to have to to grind through, you know, uh, rounds of uh, and and you're talking about a situation where you're you're competing against the best in the world. Um, you're talking about five-hour rounds, you know, when when the when when they have three players going out together. So you admire their 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 physical talents, but you admire their mental toughness as well. And you know, it's 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 constant. Tournament ends on Sunday, you, you know. Next tournament begins on Thursday, so they're off traveling. They're trying to get a practice round into in at the uh, at the next tournament. Um, their obligations to play in the pro am. Uh, you, you know the day before the tournament, so it's it's a um it it's a lifestyle that is that is challenging. Uh, and and when you learn about it, you really come to admire it, and you really you, you really admire these players and what the, what they go through. Um, I, I I guess you know sometimes we don't think of golfers as as athletes the way we do. You know, players in the NFL and the NBA, and um, but but they are they're they're really tremendous.
0: You have a chapter in the book playing often that almost alludes to that everlasting grind with these golfers. How do you think some of these golfers effectively balance maintaining ranking and not completely burning out because it is a tough balance when you have some of those top golfers who want to stay afloat in terms of ranking but you mentioned how it can take a wear and tear on your body especially for some of these guys who are getting up there in age
1: yeah schedule management is is very important and if you're you know you're getting into june and july and you're right near that top 125 that'll go on to the fedex cup playoffs you can't take a week off Uh, I mean, you're trying to get into that playoff, and every week counts. So you don't have that luxury of of taking a week off. So now you're maybe playing in your sixth week, seventh week, eighth week in a row, and you're going up against some players who, who are well in the playoff and maybe won a tournament, so they know their next two years are secure on the tour. And you're competing with somebody who's played two weeks, took two weeks off, and now is coming back. So... Um, So so that represents a challenge as as well. So that that's where those dividing lines come into play. And you got to know where they you know where they are and you know how challenging it is to cross that dividing line. Um, And it sets up some some really hard circumstances for for players where they are out there eight, 10 weeks in a row. Um, You know, trying to make the cuts, trying to grind it out, trying to, you know, get a top 10 that'll get them into the top uh, 125 in the FedEx Cup.
0: Talking to John Fortunato on Fordham Conversations about his book, Making the Cut, Life Inside the PGA Tour System. You mentioned how some of the not lesser but less significant names can come into the fold when some of these more fatigued golfers get into the grind of a schedule. You mentioned someone like William McGirt in your book right. who with four magical days created so many more opportunities is that one of the special things about this system you think that someone could kind of come out of nowhere and create a career for themselves just based on the fact that maybe they they haven't been at the forefront so much
1: right and that's you know you got to put those four days together and that's not easy so we don't want to be you know flipping and saying that there's every player on the tour could go out and shoot 64 or shoot 63 right. can they do it four days in a row uh, so William McGirt was an example of somebody who, who had a very successful career, um, but he hadn't, you know, he hadn't broken through. And when he won, when he won the Memorial, it just set up so many opportunities that season. He got into, you know, majors. He got into World Golf Championship tournaments that season. Then when you win, uh, one of the one of the perks is the following season is the Tournament of Champions in in uh, Hawaii in January. Um, that's a no-cut, uh, guaranteed prize money tournament. Um, there's only two tournaments in Hawaii, so if you're uh, in the tournament of championship, you're 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 already on the island and can play the Sony Open the next week. Um, gets them into the Masters, gets them into the U.S. Open. Uh, so so winning one tournament sets you up for you know a couple of years. When you win a tournament. You're guaranteed a spot in all the regular season tournaments for the remainder of that year and the next two years. So it's it, you can set your schedule for the, for those two years. So it's incredibly significant, and then the pressure returns that last year. The last year you're on that that uh, tournament winner's exemption because now you have to make the the playoffs or you're going to fall pretty low where you lose that luxury of setting your schedule and things of that nature.
0: You allude to that when you say in all other sports, the teams start their season with a record of 0-0, but on the PGA Tour, one win creates tournament entrance opportunities for multiple seasons. What are your thoughts on this system? Do you think it's necessary in golf, and do you think that's what maybe elevates golf uh, to almost a new tier?
1: Um, I I love the system. It's made now that I I learn it and now that I've I know it. It's made watching much more interesting for me, uh, and that's sort of what I hope the readers get out of it. I hope I hope every person who reads the book simply simply says, "Hey, I didn't know that," and it makes it a little more interesting when they watch uh, on 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 the weekend. Um, so, it it becomes again those storylines, those players who are who are just trying to get to that next level, trying to get to that next uh, cut line. And there's no substitute for winning. You know, winning really does set up those, those opportunities. And it gives you status, you, you know, almost forever on the tour because uh, they, they have a, um, in, you know, previous tournament winners grouping. It's lower in the priority list for each tournament, but it, it does help you, you know, gain that credibility and it does give you some status. Uh, pretty much, you, you know, forever on the tour. And there's something about when you're introduced tournament champion. Um, and even things like sponsor exemptions, you know, having won a tournament. there, there There's, it's, it's an incredible achievement. It, re- it really is. And, you know, when you think about how many Tigers won or, you know, Dustin Johnson or Phil, um, it, it, you know, just it's incredible when you think about their accomplishments. But just one tournament changes these players lives dramatically
0: this is fordham conversations on 90.7 wfuv i'm emmanuel barbari talking with john fortunato about his book making the cut life inside the pga tour system you said early on that you approached this book from the vantage point of a fan when you went into the whole writing process did you find that that presented any challenges or did it almost help you uh, to uncover some more material
1: it it helped in that I I almost kind of put myself in the in the spot of the reader. I'm not a golf insider. Uh, I could see if if one of the wonderful golf writers in the country did something like this, um, you, you know, there's their their knowledge base of the tour and their knowledge base of the system. It's it's, it's second hand. They might miss things, perhaps. So I you know I was trying to find. You, you know, what was interesting to me, what storylines were interesting to me, putting myself in the part of, of the reader as somebody who is, you, you know, the, the, the weekend fan, the, 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 the person who, you know, sits down on Saturday and Sunday um and is watching the golf tournament, but maybe also, you know, clicking to the Yankee game or, you know, watching some other things as well. So trying to get them to understand what, what they're seeing on television a little bit and, what, and and make them better fans, make them understand, you know, the sport a little bit more.
0: You mentioned how PGA executives viewed, now we're moving over to the FedEx Cup system, right. something that was implemented that's far different than what you covered earlier on in the book. And they implemented it to maintain some of that constant intrigue with fans. How necessary do you think that system is to the excitement of the game? I think it adds.
1: I think it adds a tremendous amount. It it puts tournaments at the end of the year um, where you have the top players. And and that's what you want, you you know that you you want the 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 best guys teeing it up in tournaments that have consequences, and and the way the FedEx Cup is structured with the bonus money, um, you, you know the PGA Tour has done a tremendous job of creating that. So it not only makes golf relevant at that time of year, I think it adds to every tournament throughout the year, and and people don't realize that the PGA tour starts and it starts really in the fall. You know, there's eight to 10 tournaments in the fall that don't get that much attention, but they're incredibly meaningful. Um, you know, you win one of those tournaments again, you have the rest of that season and the next two seasons uh, as a tournament winner. And you're going to get into every regular season tournament that, that you can. Um, so those have relevance toward the FedEx cup. So, a good early part of your season can set up your whole year in terms of scheduling, in terms of being fresh going into the, into the FedEx cup. And it really makes interesting the last two, three tournaments of the regular season, when those people are really on that, on that 125 line to get into the FedEx cup playoffs, those people are really battling it out, you know, to try and, to try and get there. And, um, the Wyndham championship, which is the final tournament of the, of the regular season, um, that just has so much intrigue uh and it's it's shot by shot it's hole by hole um one of one of the players i got to speak to martin flores he 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 gets a hole in one you know and and that helps get him into the in into the FedEx Cup playoffs so it there, there's a lot of drama and i i think cbs does a wonderful job of showing where the golfers are on that on that list, you, you know, and when, when they make the putt, OK, that person moved up to one twenty two now. He's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, so it's, it's it's really dramatic. And you're talking about you're changing lives. You know, these players are, are, are changing their careers. Um, and, and, and that that's why, you, you know, it's it's it, it, I mentioned these life changing moments um, that are that are. I mentioned that in the book a couple of times because uh, that's really what the, what they are.
0: You're talking about CBS and its production. Something I gained appreciation for through your book and also a previous experience with FUV covering the U.S. Open at Shinnecock is just how much goes in to that production. And standing inside that big media room and seeing that big board with not only the leaders but the guys who are even 100 off the pace, I found that miraculous.
1: Yeah, there's there's so many storylines happening every week. Um, you know there's who's going to win the tournament who's going to make the cut and and get paid that weekend um who's go, who's going to make the top 10 you make the top 10 that gets you into the next week's tournament um for some players that's a big deal some players they might not have that 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 spot yet in the in the next week's tournament because they're not high enough on this uh on this priority list so um so there's so many little stories get storylines each week Uh, getting played out who's moving up and down the FedEx Cup standings who who jumps into the top 125 Um, so that's that that that's why when I say my interest in watching has has grown it's because I'm not only looking to see who wins the tournament I'm looking to I'm looking at some of these other angles are coming into play as well
0: you quote Kevin Kisner in your book saying that timing, confidence and luck are key factors in being able to win and golf and win on the biggest stage. I found that part fascinating. Do you think with that in mind even the top golfers appreciate it that much more because even at the pinnacle of the sport it's not that easy uh, to come out on top in any event.
1: Yeah, they know they know how hard it is. Um they 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 know they know it's it's difficult to win a tournament. they know they're going up against the best in the world, and yeah, players take weeks off y you, you know so uh every tournament might not have a full field like the majors or the world golf championships, but even at that, you know you're competing against the 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 best in the world and as kevin kisner you, you know says who 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 knows who's going to be the best on that day um you know as he he points out, there are times he won and Things went his way, and there are other times where he, he didn't win, but he felt he played well. There just wasn't a break or two, you, you know, that, that got him to the top of the leaderboard. So it's, it's incredibly challenging, and, and there is certain certain luck, you know, how's the ball going to bounce, you, you know? I mean, even even going back to Ken Duke's story, you know, he, he, he hits a shot uh, that's drifting left, hits off a tree branch, bounces onto the green, and he makes the putt. Um, you know, so so there are certainly some bounces that are that are that are involved and need to go your way to 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 beat you know some of the best in the world. But you're right in in absolutely saying how fragile it is. Um, there there was a there, this weekend, uh, the, the the weekend, uh, that had the WGC in Mexico, the World Golf Championship. in Mexico also had one of the opposite tournaments that are played throughout the year. And and one of the players who finished really high on that leaderboard uh, was Daniel Berger, and two years ago D- Daniel's won a, a few tournaments on the tour. A few years ago, he was part of the Presidents Cup team. You know when they when they played here in New Jersey at the Liberty National, um, and he wasn't even part of the World Golf Championship field. So it it is very fragile, and and it could it could change you, you know very quickly where you're one of the top players and now you're you're. you you know struggling to stay on tour a little bit
0: talking to john fortunato on fordham conversations about his book making the cut life inside the pga tour system and near the end of the book you talk about the open championship in 2017 at royal burkdale and i think it makes you appreciate a little more how many different bounces it can take and and how one shot can affect so much of what happens and so much of what happens in people's careers I definitely found that part uh very fascinating about Jordan Spieth and how he was able to manage that situation.
1: Right, and that's where the mental part comes in. Um, you know, obviously he hits a he hits a an, an errant tee shot, but he's able to keep his focus, you know, he he's able to uh, you know, first of all, he understands, you know, all the rules and everything that that he was able to do as far as where he where he drops his golf ball, but his ability to rebound, and that's, that's what you were alluding to early, you know, with the mental part of it. Um, you have to have a short memory, uh, and, and you have to focus on this shot. Um, and, you know, the, the elite of the elite and Jordan Spieth is certainly in that class. Uh, he's just a great player. Um, he, he gets that as, you know, he's one of those players who's, who's capable of doing that, capable of just saying, okay, next shot. And, and what, what he did those last five holes of that, that day were just, just incredible.
0: Moving over to what's going on in golf right now and as an avid follower of the game, Tiger Woods is back into the fold. His last calendar year was certainly promising in right. terms of what's to come and there's a lot of speculation that he may win the major this year. Do, do you think he's he's close to accomplishing that?
1: Sure, sure. When you win the Tour Championship, you you know, you're going up against the the, the best of the best in that tournament and you know he you know augusta certainly a place where he he knows probably every blade of grass so you, you know him winning there and and playing well there wouldn't wouldn't be a a surprise um and and the important thing is if he doesn't win a major again it's not really you, you know it it's a testament not so much to where his game is it's just where so many others are You know, I mean, you know, now he's competing against guys 15, 20 years younger who are at the top of their game. You know, Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, you know, so it's um, he's certainly capable. And and it would be a dramatic storyline if you got to Master Sunday and we reached the, you know, the 10th hole and he's within two strokes plus or minus um that that you know that would be you know really interesting compelling television
0: tiger woods of course so great for the sport whenever he's in contention because you can just tell the aura of him draws fans to the events so i think there's no denying that when he's relevant the sports that much more relevant no,
1: no question no question i mean the the ratings are so dramatic when tiger's there versus not there and and I think every player you know owes a debt of gratitude to to Tiger as far as the interests and and as far as the you know the the, the purses and the television uh, and sponsorship interest. I mean, the FedEx Cup started when Tiger was at the height of his greatness. You, you you know so so they were able to create something that capitalized on hey we've got one of the biggest assets in the in the sports world, not the golf world, just the sports world um how do we how do we capitalize on uh, on this so how do we create events that get him involved more um and and you you know you saw that last year i mean the scene of him at the tour championship with the gallery just walking up behind him that was that was just tremendous so um it it would be great if 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 he's on the leaderboard uh in any major you you know coming down the last nine holes
0: you were able to capture a lot of stories throughout your book of some other golfers not named tiger and it, it kind of plays into my question from your vantage point as someone who's followed the sport so closely who is the best player of the post tiger generation and by that i mean post him winning almost every major championship and who's the most underrated player of that generation as well
1: uh, well i mean phil certainly you know if if you're if you're putting if you want to put Tiger and Phil in their own category, you can. Um, But, but if you're, if you're leaving Tiger by himself, then certainly Phil has been, has been the player who's captured the most imagination and he's just always, uh, always, always there. Um, But, but there, there there've been so many, I mean, Dustin Johnson now has 20 wins already uh, uh, on the tour. He's, he's been great. Rory, I think is always a story, you you know, when he's a, when he's part of the tournament, I think he's he's always interesting to see how uh, how he would come across. Um then then there's sort of the other group of guys that just haven't won the major yet, but they've had brilliant careers. Uh, uh Brant Snedeker you, you know, is a, is a guy who's won the FedEx Cup. Um has yet has yet to win a major. Ricky Fowler now if you're talking about a younger guy who's who's had so much success on the tour and is so incredibly popular. Um and and the the tournament i was at the the quicken loans he finished the 5 hour round um and and the fans know this all the players got to go to the scorer's tent and sign their card and they just literally wait right outside they 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 know and it was quiet and then when fowler came through all of a sudden all these fans just just flocked there it was it was incredible the scene and he stood there for 10 15 minutes and he signed every autograph and took every picture of anybody who wanted it was such a classy thing uh to do so he he's he's someone you'd love to see break through and win, win win a major but he's had he's had a tremendous career
0: thanks so much for coming by and sharing so much of your knowledge with us
1: oh my pleasure thank you for having me
0: a big thanks to john fortunato for joining us today his new book making the Cut: life inside the pga tour system is available now you can like fordham conversations on facebook you can follow us on Twitter and catch up on shows you've missed with our weekly podcast. For WFUV's Fordham Conversations, I'm Emmanuel Berberi. Fordham Conversations couldn't be made without your help. WFUV is member-supported, non-commercial public radio. We rely on your membership to help us pay for and produce the music, news, and public affairs shows like Fordham Conversations that you enjoy. To become a member, call 877-938-8907. That's 877-938-8907. Or make a donation and become a member online at WFUV.org.